Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Velveteen Dream comments on his WWE release and details of some major heat he garnered backstage has come to light. Plus, SummerSlam could be on the move and a major SmackDown star is on the way back. For Tuesday, May the 25th, 2021, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. Last week, the Velveteen Dream Patrick Clark was released from his WWE contracts and for the first time he has spoken about some of the past allegations that came to light last year. Velveteen Dream hasn't spoken about any of what went on until yesterday when he took to Instagram uh, to say a quite a lengthy post about everything that went down. So Patrick Clark in this post denied accusations by Josh Fuller and Jacob that arose during the speaking out movement of last year. Uh, in the post, Clark focused on Fuller, saying it was somebody he'd met in 2015. Uh, following Tough Enough, they met through a mutual pro wrestling trainer. They struck up a friendship. Clark said their relationship frayed in 2018. Uh, he suggested that Fuller should take a break from wrestling training following a concussion that he suffered in 2017. This led to them sort of moving away from from one another. Clark wrote on the post to have him accuse me of predatory behavior because I chose not to help is spiteful. Patrick Clark went on to say the experience of working through the accusations had defamed his character and quote ultimately accomplished what it sought out to do and that was to see me released. Clark said the reason he didn't initially go public with denials was because to him addressing the rumors would be working against an already compromised ability to sell a character I'd invested in heavily. He says he takes any job that he has seriously. Patrick Clark hopes that people will eventually realize the allegations were untrue and they derailed any upward momentum he had and ultimately cost him his WWE job. Patrick Clark ended the post saying, God has always had me and he always will. Dream is officially over, but Patrick Clark lives to fight another day. Following this statement from Patrick Clark, a discussion came up during Wrestling Observer Live and Brian Alvarez mentioned some of the backstage heat uh, that Patrick Clark had garnered during his time as Velveteen Dream 
on NXT. Brian Alvarez said, forget all the accusations. I believe that WWE believes that he was innocent because otherwise they would have gotten rid of that guy very quickly. The thing that I heard over and over again about Velveteen was that he roped a lot of people the wrong way and it had nothing to do with accusations. What I heard over and over was that this guy, when he talks about his Velveteen Dream character and he talks about blending it with real life, I heard about the Velveteen Dream in the same way as Shawn Michaels becoming the Heartbreak Kid character in real life. There was in the mid-90s to the late 90s, uh, some issues with Shawn Michaels behind the scenes. And Brian Alvarez says that that sort of thing was eerily similar to what people experienced about the Velveteen Dream. Brian Alvarez goes on to say, going to shows, not talking to anybody, being aloof, really rubbing people up the wrong way. The point of all this is the self is the impression that I was given from talking to people is to forget the accusations because this guy was on the way to self-destructing and probably getting fired one way or the other very, very quickly. What I believe is that this was largely the reason that Velveteen Dream ended up being cut from WWE. He's saying the accusations played into this. I don't have any more details. That's what he's saying here. But the stuff that he says about playing the character and living the character, I hear a lot and it was not positive. There was a lot of problems with him with other people and as noted a lot of people didn't like it but they were concerned because he was in he was in tight with people at the top and they didn't feel comfortable going to management about it but those things that didn't feel comfortable going to management about had nothing to do with the accusations that was a completely separate deal we'll keep you up to date with all around the release of patrick clark aka the velveteen dream at cultaholic.com Viva Las Vegas, the location of SummerSlam 2021, or is it? So, we're expecting an announcement soon about SummerSlam coming from the new Allergiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. However, it has been speculated those plans may already be changing. WWE are currently re-evaluating the venue plans for SummerSlam this year. Now, the reason for that is not COVID-related, which I feel like after the last 12 months, we kind of have to say. Uh, they're reevaluating their plans for SummerSlam because of the big boxing match that has been announced uh, by PBC Fox. Manny Pacquiao versus Errol Spence Jr. has been announced for the night before SummerSlam in Las Vegas. So the idea was to have SummerSlam 2021 uh, in a tourist city where they could expect fans to fly in and help fill out the stadium. Uh, 60,000 people could cram into the Allergiant Stadium. Uh, so it looked like it could also be a host city for WrestleMania in the future. So there was a lot, a lot of excitement to do stuff in Las Vegas. But with this fight taking place in Las Vegas, the night before SummerSlam, WWE are acutely aware that they are suddenly, they are suddenly dealing with competition the night before SummerSlam. You're going to get people that are going to travel. Some people will do both. 
Some people will do Manny Pacquiao and then they'll do the night after they'll do SummerSlam, but they're very expensive tickets. So you may get people doing either one or the other. They are concerned that this big fight may affect the drawing power of SummerSlam 2021, possibly seeing it leaving Las Vegas before it's even arrived, maybe even moving to a different date. At this point, there may be that flexibility. We don't know. When we know more about this, we will let you know more at cultaholic.com. Speaking of SummerSlam and live events in front of fans in general, WWE have released online a liability waiver for those attending live events. This is pretty standard stuff. WWE publishing an assumption of risk and indemnity agreement that says, I'll paraphrase because it's about 400 pages long. I have voluntarily agreed to attend the event. I understand and expressly acknowledge that attendance is potentially dangerous due to, among other things, risk of spreading or acquiring COVID-19 or similar infectious disease and other unanticipated and unexpected dangers may arise from my attendance at the event. I hereby assume all risk of loss damage and or injury including death to my person and or property associated with my attendance at the event including whether caused by the negligent acts or omissions of the venue and world wrestling entertainment incorporated by voluntarily attending the event i understand that i've given up substantial rights by agreeing to this release and have agreed to it freely and voluntarily without any inducement assurance or guarantee being made to me and intend my assent by purchase or possession of a ticket to be a complete an unconditional release of all liability to the greatest extent allowed by law. Basically, if you get COVID at a WWE show, you can't sue them for it. That's pretty standard. I think when the world starts properly opening up, which it is now, you're going to see a lot of these when you buy tickets for whatever event, sort of liability waivers that say if you get COVID at the show, it's not our fault. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
You'll be surprised to know there were loads of rewrites last night on Monday Night Raw, 35 minutes before the show, according to PW Insider. They say there was yet again a lot of ripping up of the script of Raw all day before they went on air, which led to quite a few rematches this week. A lot of the first hour of the show wasn't set in stone until shortly, as in 35 to 45 minutes, before they went on the air tonight. This is a common thing with Monday Night Raw. There's a real panic backstage about putting these things together and it all seems very frayed we will see next week according to what we saw at the end of raw an intergender match between Shayna baszler and reginald this is after reginald against the wishes of Shayna baszler tried to interfere in the women's tag team title main events consequently following getting getting blinded by bursting pyro baszler got distracted by reginald they lost the match. Oh, it was it was daft. And uh, consequently, at the end of the night, Shayna Baszler challenges Reginald to a fight next week. So Baszler is going to uh, batter Reginald into a fine powder on Monday Night Raw next week. Also last night, we had it confirmed that Rhea Ripley will be defending her Raw Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair at Hell in a Cell on Sunday, June the 20th. This match uh, was revealed after Charlotte beat Asuka on Raw last night. Will this match be inside the Hell in a Cell? Doesn't look like it at the moment. It might just be a regular match. Uh, does does Rhea Ripley have a chance of beating Charlotte in this rematch? Oh, I do hope so. I do hope so. Bible Select reporting this morning that more WWE call-ups from NXT are on the cards. No details on who, when, or how. Talent from NXT and NXT UK, though, have both been considered. There's also a note that says that talent in NXT has been speculating about who will be called up. So there's a lot of conversation uh, around NXT at the moment about who's going up. I think that the key here is NXT UK talent being considered as well. And for me personally, and only because only I know the guy and, and I want him to have the world. And as long as it suits him logistically... How good would it be to see a guy like Rampage Brown on Raw and SmackDown? Oh, my days. Shoot that into my veins. Former WWE official Drake Woods, a.k.a. Drake Younger, was fired by the WWE, as we know, last week. He has announced via Instagram he is making his wrestling comeback on a show promoted by the Bikers Against Trafficking. Some of his controversial opinions and some bad some bad intentions some bad vibes backstage towards him has led to drake leaving the company and he is now doing something at a charity that is very close to his heart he'll be on the show along with loki and matt morgan on june the 26th new japan pro wrestling have confirmed that kazuchika okada and taichi have both tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, this was also reported by Tokyo Sports, who say that Okada said in an interview he tested positive uh, following uh, feeling sick and losing his sense of taste since Ren returned. Taichi has confirmed Tokyo Sports he tested positive as well. Uh, he appeared on the Road to Wrestle Grand Slam event via video, saying that he had a high fever, but is on the road to recovery. Okada was pulled from the second night of the Wrestling Donkatu show on May the 4th, uh, with when two of the participants in a match that he was in 
both had fevers. He, as well as others in that match, were removed from the second night and they have been taken off the road for the time being. New Japan later announcing nine people are tested positive for COVID and they cancelled shows through May the 22nd. They'll be resuming shows in the next couple of days, I do believe. The Georgia Gazette has reported that former WCW star Buff Bagwell was arrested on Saturday in Cobb County, Georgia. Bagwell was charged with 11 misdemeanors. These include speeding, failure to yield when entering an intersection, giving false data to a law enforcement officer, hit and run where there was a duty of the driver to stop and return to the scene of the incident, following too closely, driving within an emergency lane, reckless driving, driving under the influence of drugs, driving on the wrong side of the road, among other offences. There is uh, details online uh, of Buff Bagwell's arrest. He has he has posted bond uh, just yesterday, and when we know more about this, we will let you know more at cultaholic.com. It was last year that Bagwell was hospitalised for what was described as serious injuries uh, at the time by the Cobb County Police in Georgia. This followed a traffic collision on Cumberland Parkway. Uh, around about the 16th of August last year. Again, we'll keep you up to date at cultaholic.com. Finn Balor was chatting to Ryan Satin on his Out of Character podcast, and he was talking about the demon. Keeps coming back into into conversation, doesn't it? He said, quote, When I remember I signed with WWE, a lot of people said, you can forget about doing those crazy entrances. I was in NXT about a month, and Triple H came to me and said, Talk to me about painting and what it's all about. This painting, what it's all about. I explained to him in terms of how I've been using it on the independent level and as a spectacular entrance, the spontaneous moments that could be changed depending on the location or the opponent. For WWE, they really needed to make it part of the character and not like it's cool, but more to why do you transform from Finn to Demon? That's when we developed the dark side of the Bala character and Finn being the good side of the character. It was an evolution and I'm not really sure looking back if that's how I wanted it to be handled or if it got too far from when it where it was or if it made it better i really don't know in 10 years time looking back i might go we did it right or we messed it up i don't know there's still some time left in the demon character but right now i'm happy being the prince and i feel like this is my most true self in my wwe tenure he isn't he isn't saying no to coming back as the demon finn balor i'm i'm all right with that Andrade has booked multiple matches following his WWE release. He's going to be a busy boy soon, but the first one is going to happen on June the 12th. It was revealed yesterday that La Batalla uh, are hosting Andrade in competition against El Hijo del Santo in Anaheim, California. Should be a belter, that one. He's also got matches lined up against Kenny Omega and Alberto Del Rio in coming months. I think Andrade is going to make a massive impact over the summer on the indie wrestling circuit. A former WWE star is still kind of working for WWE. It's come to light. So WWE Games have been doing these mini developer blogs for 2K22, focusing in the latest one on motion capture. And it's been revealed that Leo Rush, who was released from WWE last year, has been doing the mocap. He's been in the suit doing all the wrestling moves for 2K22. He was released last year, and he's been doing a lot of stuff for Major League Wrestling. He's a former middleweight champion there and had some belter matches as part of that promotion. But it's nice to see him still kind of making a bit of money, kind of, sort of, in WWE. Those who have been wondering where Edge has been... 
Worry no longer. He is coming back. Finally, we can reveal that Edge is making his return to SmackDown on the July 16th episode coming out of Houston, Texas. Edge, along with Sasha Banks, are set to be making returns on that particular night. Sean Ross Sapp said on Fightful Select's backstage report that Edge is taking some scheduled time off. He's not injured. There's no issues there, but he's just taking some allocated time off and he's set to come back on July the 16th in front of fans, in front of a live crowd, which you know, uh, bless him, after the... After a return that saw everybody disappear just as he ra- arrived, you know he's excited to get back in front of crowds again. On the Cultaholic podcast feed later on today, a brand new episode of the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review. Justin Henry and I are back together and we are dissecting the fallout of King of the Ring 1995. We talk about Isaac Yankum DDS. That's gotta be Nova Kane. And we talk about the arrival of Waylon Mercy, which is on the cards. And we even get to chat about a pretty good match between Savio Vega and Jeff Jarrett. It's all to play for. And it's on the podcast feed later on today. Also this week on the podcast feed, a brand new Desert Island Graps. You heard a clip of it yesterday. I'm in conversation with the artist formerly known as Alexander Wolfe. Uh, not long released from his contract within WWE. I'm chatting to the Axeman Axel Tischer about his time throughout the wrestling industry, some of his favourite moments from it, and of course, he's picking three wrestling matches that he would watch while stranded on a desert island. That is coming up tomorrow on the podcast feed. Yesterday, I'll let you, I'll let you in on this one. Yesterday, I had two great conversations for Desert Island Grabs. Uh, you are going to meet Lucille Brawl, She's fighting out of Brisbane, Australia, not long into the wrestling industry, but already making really big waves. I'm looking forward to introducing you to Lucille Brawl on an upcoming episode of Desert Island Graps. Next week, you're stuffed with Desert Island Graps. You've got loads of them. On Sunday, Jack is taking over Desert Island Graps, and you are going to meet Dr. Benji, who is a football manager YouTuber of the highest caliber. And... They chat all about football manager. They chat about footy. They chat about wrestling. And Dr. Benji picks three of his favorite wrestling matches for Jack on the Cultaholic podcast feed on Sunday. On Monday, it's a bank holiday Monday, so I'm giving you an extra episode of Desert Island Graps. We are in conversation with deathmatch legend Sick Nick Mondo. And not only do we talk about his short but impactful career within wrestling, but he talks about some of the stuff that he's been doing behind the scenes with John Moxley. When are we seeing a a Nick Mondo directed John Moxley action film? Dude, we've been we've been working hard on that and um oh, I mean 2020 was such a rough year for everybody. Um we had a deal. Um had a I, I signed a one-year option agreement cuz yeah, we've got a script that's complete. That was to be shot um, last year. Um, a, a good portion of this film uh, was going to be filmed in Malta, the small island country of Malta, just what south and west of you. Um, but uh, COVID torpedoed that. Um, half the funding was going to come from Malta, and so we've had to start from scratch. Um, I'm still fighting for that thing like crazy, and as a matter of fact, like I've got three different production companies um, I'm talking to right now that are considering it. 
Um, I, I don't have anything signed, so like it, it's still it's still you know I'm open to um, if anybody's listening to this, like I'm open, but like confidence is coming back post COVID now, and so. I'm living in Atlanta, Georgia, um, and it, we can talk about it, but I just finished season one of a, a show I've been working on. And so like, we've, we've got the system down for shooting during COVID, people are getting vaccinated. And so I'm still hopeful um, this thing is gonna happen. But yeah, we both want this very much. My, my priority is this film with Mox. Um, yes. From it's, called Ameri- it's called American Blood. That's the title of that film. Oh, okay. And, um, uh, it's, it's from Malta with no- Love, not a flyer. Are we not, are we not <laughs> with, from Malta with Love? American Blood from Malta with Love. Yes, yeah. it's the subtitle. Yes. <laughs> I just, I can't help but think of, of some of the the cornier Bond movies. Oh, that's that's kind of where I was at. But like the Sean Connery. Of- yeah, what is it? <laughs> and on Wednesday, another episode of Desert Island Graps. I'm spoiling you at the moment, aren't I? Ahead of NWA's When Our Shadows Fall on pay-per-view. Uh, we are in conversation with Trevor Murdoch, former WWE World Tag Team Champion, now very much a part of the National Wrestling Alliance. We chatted about all sorts of things around those three wrestling matches that he'd watched on the proverbial desert island. He talked about being put in a match against the legendary wrestling monster known as as Meng. Harley calls me into his office and he goes, I've got a match for you. That's like, okay, great. What what do we got going on? And he points at my name and I look at my name and then I immediately look across and it's Ming's name. And my eyes got big and I'm like, are you sure about this, Harley? Like, this is, you'll be fine. So I had to wrestle him two, not two times that weekend. I'm in the ring with this superstar. I'm scared of him personally. Like I'm fearful of my life because if I make him angry, I know that he can just abuse me if he wanted to. And me would never do that. He would never take advantage of the guys. But I was a little winded after the first meeting and I was really scared. Um, we went to go into the second show in Eldon where I was living um, in front of all the local people that have come like, this is our home base basically before the match. Harley comes up to me and he um, he tells me that he's putting me over against Ming for the world title. And I'm just flabbergasted. Not only the fact that I'm going to be world champion, but I'm also going over on Ming. And we have the match. And um, side note, my wife, who I'm, who I'm married to right now at, for 18 years, she was actually in the front row watching that match with her boyfriend. And we didn't even know each other at the time. Oh, wow. So, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's nice. Um, that man getting beaten up by Meng, I'm going to marry him. Someday. I'm going to marry that <laughs> man right there. <laughs> all the Desert Island graps. That's not even all the announcements. This isn't even my final form. Uh, we've got so many wonderful guests coming up for Desert Island Graps. I'm excited to tell you all about them as we get closer to them. Uh, make sure you're staying subscribed to this podcast feed because you'll get them all before everybody else. On the YouTube channel right now, check out the 10 worst WWE wrestler attires ever. I, who am quite partial to wearing a suit jacket, I'm allowed to say that there is some awful looking wrestling ring gear. <laughs> throughout the career throughout the industry and uh, we'll take a look at 10 of the worst on the youtube channel Uh, also look out for later on today a brand new video from ross all about the rise and the fall of the new world order i'm really looking forward to seeing 
uh, what we have about the NWO a bit later on today. Twitch.tv slash Cultaholic. Whilst there is no and no live stream from Adam, he is currently taking some well-deserved time off. Do give us a follow, a sub on Twitch because we have stuff going on throughout the week. I'll be back tomorrow from 1pm British summertime playing something for the Nintendo 64. It's not Legend of Zelda. We're resting Legend of Zelda. My brain is resting Legend of Zelda. So we won't be doing that tomorrow. We'll have Jack and Owen back playing Football Manager uh, on on Wednesday night from 6BST. Sam Driver is going to be along on Thursday as well. We've seen some fun had with marbles, among other games, from Sam. So no doubt some shenanigans with Sam on Thursday. And Friday, Love You by Friday, is back. It is you and I live calls to the isolation station look forward to chatting to you then give us a follow give us a like give us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash cultaholic and if you want a quiz that's going to pickle your brain for a tuesday morning right can you name every wwe 24 7 champion if you can i would be amazed take the quiz right now at cultaholic.com and i will speak to you tomorrow don't forget to join us love you bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 